Welcome to the Betting Brothers Podcast for week number 10. I'm your host, Joe Nunes, and I'm with, with me is my co-host and brother, James Nunes. And we're here breaking down the, the NFL games each and every week and looking for our best bets throughout and trying to pluck out some uh, picks as well as some knowledge from each other on, uh, on our views on the games each week. And uh, it get is, some winners. Yeah, of, of course, trying to get some winners. Uh, today's date, we're recording this Friday night, uh, Friday the 13th, November yeah. 13th. And, uh, November 13th, scary, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> scary, well, scary, scary picks, picks, too. Yeah. Actually, I know I got some scary yeah. picks, that's for sure, when Me we get too. to the best bets. Scary on paper, but gold in the bank, if you want to say. <laughs> I have to make up for it, actually. Speaking of uh, gold in the bank, I got to make up for it. Last week with my picks, I went one and two with my picks. Uh, losing That's pretty on, good compared to me. I went one and three. Uh, I went pretty bad. Well, I ended up making though. money on, on my, on, uh, at the end of the week because I went uh, big on... Well, for one, I got that over-under. I gave it up on the show, uh, the over the under 49, and, uh, under 49 for Giants and Tampa mm-hmm. last week. And then that... And I, I was lucky to hit the over, or went. He actually hit fifty, actually, but I waited till last minute, got that at fifty, and I pushed on that one. But for the podcast sake, I gave it out as forty nine, so it counts as a loss. Yeah. I lost straight up on the Green Bay pick. That was just a bad yeah. pick, even though they were within a score. That is one of those game. that we were both on. You know, which that's right. Usually yeah. right. I forgot about that. We were both on that. Last part. week is one of those we were on. We were wrong on. But uh, yeah, even though they were up late in the game with a chance to to, to tie the game, yeah, they didn't deserve yeah. to be yeah, there. It was, it was a wrong, wrong pick. It was the wrong pick. But I made it big, made up for it big on uh, Monday night's game with Chicago. I was heavy on that mm. game. That was one of my biggest bets of the of the year uh, that I laid down on that. And I just was really confident. It was a really good spot for Chicago last week, and I saw it coming. You know, especially against a very depleted San Diego team. That was a bit similar to me because my my uh, my my last big game I put some money on was the uh, Philadelphia game. That's right. Just yeah, Sunday night. Game too, and yeah. I gave that as well as a pick and it was the only win I had. But I did go big on that pick. It was anyways. a little bit of a lucky win too to go to overtime. It would have been a push, yeah. but you got the t- lucky to get the win yeah. or else. You know, I think it was a push. Oh, no, no, it was a two and a half and it closed yeah. that. Did you get a two and a half or three? I'm not sure. But if you got a two and a half, then could have won with that in overtime yeah I, I had a two and a half anyways but uh, anyways but, uh, yeah so you end up going I end up going one and two you end up going one and three crappy week for both of us we mm-hmm. both gotta bounce back in this you know what I'm saying like we gotta uh, I got a couple of strong it. plays so I think it'll go through in, in terms of my way but I'm not sure what you got like, no, I just want to talk about how picks are faltering and, and I gotta take credit for it like this is not normal you know what I'm saying it's not normal and I expect I expect this to turn around I know I should be I will guarantee I will be above 500 by the end of the, the year but I want to be well above 500 than I'm usually than I'm usually at right now it's you know what, what's my overall record right now is uh, two games under 500 right now 15 17 yeah that's not normal with you but I mean we are in the midway of the season and you're looking for a strong second half yeah I mean it's Usually the case, like I said, you don't end up with a record like that. Even me, I'm only one game above 500. You know, generally I'm looking at least five to ten it's games above us. You know, it's 
five would be at the bottom end. But you know what? That's the way it goes. You just move on to the next week and start to plug them in, plug them out. Correct. For any consolation, we lost. A lot of sharks lost money last week. Yeah. 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 I know there was a few games that was like yeah, that was like that. You know. But anyways, uh, you want to kick off the first game? Yeah, I'll quick kick, kick off the first game. Yeah, go best ahead. Best this week. I'm going. Pick number one, Pittsburgh Steelers, minus five and a half. I'm no, going with your team. team. And uh, they're... Let me get to the page. They're, they got a home game this week against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Now, yes, uh, Roethlisberger is probably... As much as he's saying he wants to play and he, he's going to give it a go, we all know he's not going to play in this game. Mm-hmm. And Landry's going to be in. But that don't mean anything. Because mm-hmm. the main thing... One of the main things is that Cleveland is starting Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel is a train wreck. He's full of broken plays everywhere. (laughs) And and at least with Landry, like, yeah, Landry had a good game. A good game or two. You know, even even with, with not even as a manager, but he was pushing the the ball downfield, you know? He had one game of it. He was much better than Michael Vick, at least going in there. Um, Yeah, I would give you that. Anyways, going on to this. Going on, also, also, Cleveland's going to be for their second game in a row without Hayden, without Dante Wittner, without Joe Thomas again. And, with, like I said, with Manziel leading that offense, yeah. it's not looking good that for them. That team is imploding. On the other hand, Chase here got, was, was banged up for week to week the last couple of weeks. I'm not saying he... played last week, though. But did he not? I, think, I believe he came out of that yeah. game or he was banged up after the played, game. But Again, he should be back this game, mm-hmm. as well as they're getting Brandon Boykin back from early yes, in the season. Yes. He's coming back and, and strengthening that defense for him to mm-hmm. just to rush more guys to rush after Johnny Manziel and keep him with his broken plays. Uh, but what I like about this is that both teams are going into their buys after this game, and last four times Pittsburgh's gone into their buy, they put up a minimum of 24 points before going in, uh, uh, before going into their buy. Now you're playing a Cleveland team that can't stop anybody in the run. I expect this to be a total D'Angelo Williams game, running all day long against them up and down the field. Cleveland can't cover anybody, anybody in this league. Uh, I would agree. The run defense is horrific. Right. Also, Pittsburgh, 3-1 uh, straight up in the head-to-head series. I know it's, it's head-to-head. There's mm-hmm. a spread here. But usually this year, especially in the NFL, Usually you just have to pick the team to win, and they usually cover the spread. There's another stat towards them. Uh, also, there's a good stat for Pittsburgh. Is Pittsburgh's 27-2 against the spread after allowing more than 30 points in their last game. So they tend to tighten down and get things done in the next game. Uh, they're averaging 24, 27 points. Sorry, They're averaging 27 points at home this year. And mind you, some of those games, most of those games have been with Ben Roethlisberger. But... Even in that one game with Landry, they did put up some big numbers. Yeah, they did. But on the, on the, on the flip side, you're talking about Cleveland on the road, who's only averaging 17 points themselves on the yeah. road. And that is mostly with McCowan. Now with Manziel, I don't even think they get to the, the two-score the two mark. Yeah, I don't think anybody can trust a team run by Johnny Manziel. That's what I would have to say. It's tough, but... And also on the flip, another thing, another another bad point for Cleveland is going into the bye. They they don't do well going into the bye. Typically in the last four years, they're one and three straight up and against the spread. But I don't know if they even 
Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, I see. Yeah, so yeah, again, I'll recap it. I'm going with Pittsburgh Steelers all the way in this game at home. They should take care of, of Johnny Menzel and the Cleveland Browns, especially without Hayden, without Wintner, without Joe Thomas, all looking to get traded probably soon. Yeah, it's and, tough for them to go into Steel Town and win. And this is a game where Michael Vick could even win for the Steelers. <laughs> so I'm pretty confident in, in that pick. All right, yeah, let me go on to my scary pick. Uh, and it's that's sick. not even my scariest pick. That's actually my good looking. Oh, pick. that's a good pick. That's my good looking. Oh, that's pick, not you know? scary at all. Pittsburgh's an awesome team. That's not scary. My scary pick is uh, I like Tennessee at home against Carolina. I'll take the points at plus four. Wow. I think you yeah. should wait to game time. That'll probably go higher. It looks like the numbers are going on that. Uh, shifting towards there, I can see it. Going. Yeah, the public is, right now is it's on four. Carolina. I can see it going back up to five six. Yeah. Um, so I'd wait, but uh, I like Tennessee. And, and truth be told, or truthfully, I, I like Tennessee to win straight up at home. I think they're going to win the game, wow. let alone cover. And Carolina, their first loss. Yeah, that's what I think. And basically, I'm a guy that generally week to week spits out stats or spits out. You spit hot fire. Or spit you out, <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, stats on the teams and, and, and how they do in their rankings and how they do on each side of the ball. In this game particularly, all I'm focusing on, Joey, is intangibles and situational factors in this game. I've thrown out all the stats in this game. I'm not even looking at oh, that you, I think you have to. New coaching staff in I there. Think, I, think, uh, I, no, I think this game is going to be slowly built on intangibles. Like you said, with a new coach coming off a big emotional win on the road, they're going to come back home fired up for this game. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Tennessee is finally, finally using a game plan that suits their team. They are going to be the run heavy on offense and rely on their defense to make stops for them. That's what they should have done from the beginning. And that's what they did it. Um, And so I think you're going to get a much better improved Tennessee team strictly on the coaching. And now you add on top of the layer of that emotional win coming home. These guys believe in themselves. And then thirdly, they realize that they're actually in a division race. They can actually win their division because of how poorly it is. That is, that is that's the right? funny thing about it. So there's this, a yes. factor in yes. them as well that they have something to play for. They are not out of this by far. Yes. Now let's flip it on. They do have something to play for, yes. So now let's flip it on to Carolina. Carolina is 8 0. They are now going on the road after playing three straight home games. Right. Against are, Green Bay, Indy, and Philly. Tough and those games tough games that with came three down straight. In, that came down to the fourth quarter. Three state, straight home games that they won. Now they're going on the road to play a non conference game that's not going to be squat. Diddly in their in their season in terms of them wanting to get first overall or even top notch in their. Well, division. they already have that game on Green Bay that they won uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's uh, right. That's week, right. Last week, that's already giving them that heads up on that place. So it's kind of like they're fat and sassy going on the road. Not gonna play, be the sharpest. Not gonna be. Their heads are not going to be fully in this game. Now, if it was a home game, maybe I tend to say a little bit, bit different on this because home games you just want to win for your fans. 
Right. But right. on a road game, after all these wins, I just don't see them showing up. Uh, I I agree with you on this one. This Tennessee was actually on my short list. I didn't have the the cojones, I guess you would say, to, to pull the trigger as soon as I saw them move down to four. If this was, I was telling, I was thinking my whole time in my head, if this can move up to six, I'm all over Tennessee. Uh, but down to four, I still lean Tennessee. I think if you wait, it'll move. I think I so know, too. I think so too. Now, I like the pick, but I can see it going to five. And if, if I have to play, and if I have to play it at my four, uh, at four, gun to my head, I would still take Tennessee there at four. Uh, and something to add to your to your stats, because like I said, it was on my short list. So I had a couple of points to add into there in case I I did like it a little bit more, you know. But it turned out I no, I I, I pushed out on that one. But Tennessee. Stat here is Tennessee is eleven and two against the spread versus the NFC South. Mm. As bad as, and as bad as Tennessee stats have been throughout the last five years, really yeah. they've been horrible. That is one gem that pops out, and another big gem that pops out of all their stats versus non-conference opponents. They are forty-five and twenty-four against the spread. Oh, that's a nice stat to pluck out on my way. Right. Yeah. That. Definitely. So, like you said, it's a, it's a non-conference game, which usually favors the home team in that. So, Tennessee actually has something to play for. They actually do very well against the NFC South. Mm-hmm. Like I said, mm-hmm. going 11 too. So, they have some favorable things going for yeah. them. On paper-wise, in terms of looking at on paper this yeah. year, they look like a very ugly team. Mm-hmm. A very ugly team. But again, like I said, on the flip side, Carolina... Beat some good teams, but in almost every game this year, it had to come down to the last, uh, the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, to, to secure that game and put it away. And some of them went, to, one of them went to overtime. So, Carolina's a little lucky to be at 8-0 where they are. Still a good team, but lucky to be 8-0, but this could be a very good letdown spot for Tennessee. So, I agree with you on that one, 100%. Okay, let's go on to your next, you have a next pick. My next pick is also a very ugly dog, and a lot of people want to stay away from from this game. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. It's down to minus four and a half points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Interesting. And Baltimore is at home and coming off of a bye. Uh, first off, Jacksonville just coming off a tough, hard, hard fought game against uh, a tough New York Giant, New York Jets defense. That was pushing them around the field, and, and and as much as they struggled, they couldn't get back into that game and win that game. Uh, so they're a little banged up from that game. They also have a banged up offense coming out of that game, with Yeldon a little bit banged up. Don't not sure on his status yet. Uh, Robinson again banged up, but he should play. And Hearns is banged up, and his 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 status is a game time decision now. So he might not even play for the game. So their offense is not looking good in this game. Um, and like I said, Baltimore coming off the bye. Baltimore has a great record coming off the bye. They're six and one straight up and against the spread in their last seven coming off a bye. Uh, Jacksonville on the road. Like I said, after the hard fought game, they're averaging 33 points average on the road, giving up 33 points on the road on average. Whereas Baltimore, in their only three home games this year, they've scored at least a minimum of 24 points in all their home games this year. Uh, so they they both teams are 2-6, and six, but Baltimore has a lot more heart left in them. Even though they, they know they're out of that division, you know, Baltimore's playing... They always play tough for their, for their fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this, was, if this was not off a of bye and if this was not at home, it's a different story. 
But this is a game, like, when you look at it on paper, Jacksonville really going to come into Baltimore and get that win? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, also, on a, a bonus for Baltimore, they're getting Chris Canty back after after so long he's been out for. And they might even get Monroe back. Monroe's game-time decision, mm-hmm. Eugene Monroe. So to help that defense out. And, you know, like, if, if they get these guys back, it's, it's only going to help them. You know, uh, so like I said, it's an ugly pick, but I think it's the right side. It's more, it's more of a gut call. It's more of a gut call slash Baltimore's record off of buying record, and also how I know Harbaugh can always get that team up and in for any game. Yeah. And Jacksonville oh, on the second row. Sorry, another point, big point I missed here right now is that Baltimore in every game this year. They've had a chance to win it midway through the fourth quarter of, or later in every game that they played this yeah, year. Yeah, they've been competitive. Mind you, they've been losing, but they've been competitive. But yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. As, as bad as their record is, they've been competitive, and they could their record could easily be six and two. Mm-hmm. In all likelihood. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have uh, Steve Smith gone, but with their uh, Kamar Aiken is, is filling in nicely so far. And again, he's not a Steve Smith, but he's going to have other guys picking up the pace. Crockett Gilmore coming back to from injury, and he's looking good as well. So either way, it's an ugly dog, but they're at home. Take the four and a half points with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know what I think towards Baltimore there as well. It's just you know, it's tough, but. I mean, uh, yeah, let's move on. Anyways. Yeah, let's take it out to your game. Uh, I, the next game I got is not an underdog. They are actually a favorite at six and a half points, and that is St. Louis Rams at home to beat the Chicago Bears. Uh, initially, when I looked at this game and I saw the points on Chicago, I said, you know, getting six and a half points on the road. Yeah, well, I actually opened at seven. It came down yeah, to six. Yeah. Yeah. I thought to myself, that's a little high. I, I might be in Chicago here. But when you look further into the game, you can see it looks to me like the Rams are just going to have another dominant showing at home. This year so far at home, they're 3-1 and one and look pretty good in almost all of them, except that second, their second home game, against, uh, which was against Pittsburgh. The score was 12-6 to six that they lost. But that's basically because they couldn't throw up any offense. Defensively, they were stout. Uh, the last three games, they've allowed 12 points, 6 points, and 6 points at home uh, only. Um, and they just a much better team at home than on the road to St. Louis is. And they play like that as well. Okay. Um, and now they're home. playing a, a, a team, I feel, that's 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 now in a, in a, that's, that's pretty much set up for a loss in this game and for St. Louis and their offense to explode. Chicago right now has the perception of people. They won on Monday night. They beat San Diego. They're pretty good. They're not that bad. But really, if you look at it, they're rebuilding and they are a bad team. Uh, defensively, they look they are ranked in the top 10 right now. But if we look closer at Chicago... Look, top 10 against the pass. Against the run, then they're, they're well. Top ten, we're saying overall. But if you look closer, yeah. against their run is where they're pretty weak. They're allowing almost, almost not Very five yards. Run. They're allowing five, almost five ru- yards per rush. 
uh, average and they're allowing over about 122 yards per game average total on 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 a run uh, allowing in, uh, allowing in runs allowing rushing yeah, yards rushing yeah. yards so they're pretty horrible there and i think st louis can open up their offense with runs by Todd Gurley. And oh, he can open up anybody's offense think, with, with the runs he's killing off. I think if Gurley can run on the on Chicago, which I think that he will be able to, especially Chicago coming off a short week, right, playing on Monday night, won't be top-notch and uh, ready for the game. And I think, I think they're going to get crushed here, you know. And then offensively, people are saying, oh, they look pretty good, they look that, that bad. But again... Look at some of the teams they played the last couple of weeks in the see that they don't have an offense to stop them, especially against the Monday night team that they played, San Diego, who is the worst defense in the league. So, of course, you're going to have guys like Jeremy Langford, well, who stopped in for Forte, that looks good. But really, it's going to struggle against St. Louis. Right, right. Uh, San Diego's not only the worst defense in the league, but with all those injuries that they had on top of yeah. that, yeah, they they weren't even an NFL team. Yeah. Right? Like they, the only they, they were they, it was they were held together literally by Philip Rivers' arms. I would agree, and Chicago had to come out and pluck that game in the oh, end. Well, yeah. again, they had to, they right. only won that game narrowly. Yeah. But, yeah. So, <laughs> but that I, just shows I, you that I, they're they're also a bad team. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent in this one. That as much as I was on Chicago as my yeah. biggest bet of the year last yeah. last last week. I am against them yeah, in this exactly. game, and St. Louis was also yeah. on my short yeah. list. Yeah. I just think both teams are on a different, on different levels. St. Louis is actually ready to try and co- compete in that NFC and in their division, whereas Chicago is just simply looking at rebuilding for next year. Yeah, and that's Saint, what Saint they Lewis, did at the start, and uh, I know. And St. Louis is getting, you know, they went and signed up uh, Wes Walker this 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 uh, week. Again, I don't yeah. know if that's going to be a big uh, a big factor, but they're also getting Kenny Britt back and Ed, who was a good big factor at the start of the year when he was healthy, healthy with uh, Nick Foles, and they're also getting Brian Quick back, who's also yeah. been who's also been good when when he's been playing, you know. Yeah. So again, yeah, their their passing game shouldn't be affected too much, and on the flip side, Chicago's going to be forced to throw. Uh, because I don't think Langford's going to get a lot of uh, uh, going to move the, move the pile a lot uh, on his first and second downs on his carries, so they're going to be forced into a lot of third and longs, third and third and fives, and that's not a position where you want to put Cutler in a lot of times because you know like he'll make those plays most of the time, but. Thirty-five percent of those times, you're gonna throw a pick or fumble the ball, yeah. and that and you can't do that against St. Louis team. They're gonna they're gonna be ferocious and eat that up. So I'm yeah, with you on that one. I agree with you 100. Uh, percent So let's move on. Are you done with the, yeah. the points yeah, of that one? I agree with that one. So let's move on to my last pick. My last pick I'm going with. Uh, we got three this week. Is the over 47 and a half in the Houston and Cincinnati game? On Monday Night Football. Now, <clears throat> uh, both these teams have uh, gotten a lot of rest going into this game. Houston's coming off a bye since he having played last Thursday, getting the 10 days rest. Um, so, both teams should be well rested for this one. Their offenses should be, uh, uh, both teams should be healthy and ready to go, which they are. Uh, and since he especially this year has been putting up so many well both teams actually but first firstly since he especially at home has been putting up like 30 spots almost every week 
you know, or more. You know, and Houston, on the other hand, doesn't matter if they're road or home, they're usually pretty good for at least 20 to, 20 to 30 points themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of it comes in garbage time, mind you, nonetheless, mm-hmm. but they're, they're usually good for those, for those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've put up, or since he's put up a minimum of 24 points at home. Mm-hmm. A minimum. And now they're home games this year. So, like I said, they've been good for at least 30 spot against a team like Houston. Um, also, since he's off, uh, oh, sorry, where am I reading this? Oh, here we go. Since he's 7-3 uh, to the over at home in their last 10 games. And Houston on, is 4-1 uh, to the over on Monday Night Football games uh, in their last uh, five. Also, all four, just this year, all four of Houston's road games have all went over the total, and some of them flew well over that total. Uh Including the Houston uh, Miami game, even though it's a council road game for them, I believe that was in the in London, right? Was that the game in London? I think so. Yeah, but either way, that counts another, uh, another under. Uh, I mean, another uh, uh, counts as a, a road game road game for them either way. And another big thing that I brought up a couple weeks back that didn't hit for me back then, I'm bringing it back into the mix because it's still a trend that you have to always follow. Is that Walt Coleman? Is officiating this game, <laughs> <laughs> and and he trends, he trends to the over as well. Uh, in most of his games, he's a, like a, like I said, he's like a sixty five percent over trender. Uh, as well as uh, this being a Monday night football game, which tends to be a high scoring, more high scoring game as well. Like I said, a, more, a Monday night football game, both teams have good rest. You got an over uh, uh, ref in that game. And like I said, seven and three over uh, since he at home. So yeah. since you seven yeah, three like three it. over, and that spread has moved down a little bit from I believe it opened at forty nine and a half. So they're getting two yeah. full points that have moved down from. I'm I'm all over the over here at forty seven and a half for uh, Houston and Cincy, and also Houston. Another point to add to that is Houston could be playing uh, Hoyer as their starting quarterback. Yes, and last time since he was actually beat. By uh, by Cleveland last year was when since he beat when Cleveland when Cleveland outright beat since uh, uh, since he to end their, their night, yeah to end their streak, it was Hoyer his quarterback in that game. So he does know since he well I don't know how much that will manage that that will account for in the over, but uh, I do like a factor in that one as well. What well, that that might factor into my third game, in my final pick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm done with my pick. What's your third pick? You're, you're, you're going to go with the Monday Nighter? I'm going with Monday Nighter, and I'm going with the underdog, Houston Texans. The Houston, yeah. Plus ten and a half. Yeah, um, that's what I got right now. Yeah, I just think it's a perfect situational spot, like uh, people are saying or people are talking about. And Houston is going off a bye week, coming into off a bye week. Cincinnati uh, off a... Uh, a long rest uh, because they played on the Thursday night. So both teams, you know, are uh, will, you know will be ready and prepared. Except I think Cincinnati would be more of a they're sitting in the fat and sassy role in this one. Yeah, you know, no, right now. You know, and the they just won two division games, one against Cleveland. Prior to that, the biggest one of all against Pittsburgh to take a comfortable lead in that division to win it. Um, now there's, they're playing on Monday night. Uh, I think you're going to have a good effort coming out of Houston. Keep this one close. 
You know, it's at minus 10 and a half. You're giving me double digits on a Monday night game against a team that's ranked. They're actually against a team. I mean, with it, you give me 10 and a half points with a team that's actually ranked in the top 10 in offense this year. Which Houston, you would think, isn't. But Houston is. Houston is a top 10 well, offense this year. That must have slipped my Right my now. Research. But mind you, we need to. One thing that needs to be factored in is uh, they lost Aaron Foster's two week two weeks ago, I believe, right? Right, but again, even ago, so even they've only had Alfred Blue to come in for one full game. Yes, but then that, they had a wide bye week, so we're not sure. I'm not sure how they're going to keep up that offense without Foster. But in that defense, mm-hmm. they didn't start the year with Foster either. So no. a lot of those offensive stats still can hold. As oh yeah, no, no, you're right. They didn't start them, but again, they didn't. They weren't as crisp offensively in the first couple of games. They never had they looked crisp better. They looked they much look, better with better, Foster. But they're still not. Well, but, they look. Everybody looked better but, with Foster. But yes. they do have some weapons to keep that game close. In Denard Hopkins, right? And yeah. you did mention about Denard Hopkins is eighty percent of their offense. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. But I, anyways, getting back to Monday night, you'll get a huge effort about uh, on the underdog there, and uh, I think it's going to be a good game, high scoring, like you mentioned. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I think someone's going to win by a touchdown. It someone, may, well, it may be Houston, but someone's going to yeah. win by a touchdown. The only thing that that worries me about this one, I don't know if, if it worries you as much. Obviously, it doesn't worry you as much as it does me. Is that? It's Houston on the road here, going into yes. Cincy, and Cincy has the undefeated record, and they're playing at home with that undefeated record. Yeah. Now so they can, they can again. I'm taking Houston with the points. Of course, yes. Yeah. Yes. So again, you might, they might still remain undefeated in this game, but it's me taking the points off a of bye week, right? Like Houston's coming off a of bye week. They didn't play last week. They're not going into, you know, they're not going into there with uh, injuries galore, you know. They've healed out, they've prepped, you know, they've, their coach, Bill O'Brien, I'm sure, um, you know, came up with some schemes to play Cincinnati, and I think you're going to see good effort out of them, I think you're gonna, you, it's going to be a good game, it's going to be a good game, you watch it, I think it's going to be close, like I said, it's going to be close, one possession score, you probably see a touchdown win by one of them. Yeah, well, again, I, I I like I lead towards Houston too, but again, I, when I look at the game, it, that over just popped out to me. I think both teams are going to be fired up offensively, and it's going to be balls thrown yeah, all I over can see from that. both sides. I can see it's going that. It's a pure passing game, I think, because I don't think Houston's going to want to run the ball up the gut with Geno Atkins facing them. You know, and uh, Cincy, on the other hand, is you know I don't think they're going to want to run the ball up up Houston's gut either. So I think it's going to be most of a passing game. You know, small small uh, first downs here and there, yeah. and it's sprinkled in with a couple of deep passes to Bernard Hopkins one way, and maybe uh, AJ the other way. So, anyways, I like that. Right. 31-24, Cincinnati. There you go. Oh, you're calling the score? Yeah, 31-24, Cincinnati. 31-24, I like it. That works for both of us. There you go. All right. Let's wrap up the rest of this podcast with our Week 10 leans. Every, this is, these are the uh, leans we have on the games that we didn't make a bet on and probably most likely will not be making a bet on most of these games, or if not all of these games. So we'll just go through our leans on what we didn't talk about on the podcast. And we'll start it off with uh, Sunday morning, Detroit at Green Bay. 
Uh, Green Bay is 10.5 point favorites. The over-under is 48.5 points. And I'll start by saying that I had an initial lead to Green Bay here. I do think, my, well, my initial gut feeling was that that's way too many points to give Green Bay who hasn't been playing like everybody knows Green Bay to play. Uh, but more I look into this game, I kind of have a lean to Green Bay. I think they come out and dominate at home. But it's hard to lay for me to lay any of my hard-earned money on a team that hasn't shown me that they can still win by 10 points. Mind you, they are at home, so they have been winning all their games by at least a touchdown at home this year. So I think they can at least put win by a touchdown against Detroit. So why not the rest of the 10 and a half, you know? So... Anyways, that's my lean on it. I got to lean to Green Bay. I just it's either for me, it's Green Bay or nothing. I have no interest in, in taking <coughs> back in Detroit on the road. Yeah, I, I'm big thinking on that either. You know, so we can move on to the next. So pass for you then. Okay, yeah. we're on to Dallas at Tampa Bay. Uh, spread is currently one point for Tampa Bay, and over under is forty three and a half. Uh, I really don't have a sign this one. This is going to be a pass for me. Maybe a slight tinge of a lean to Dallas. That's about it. Yeah, I have a lean to Tampa Bay. I think they're a much better team offensively and defensively right yeah, now. That's um, um, Tampa Bay is a top 10 run defense, so I think they'll be able to limit uh, Dallas in running, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, you know, it's, it's tough to, for me to actually go ahead and make a play on Tampa Bay because they generally shoot themselves in the foot in the foot in the foot with turnovers so but I'm slightly in right now I think to Tampa I just think they're the better team right now alright all right, let's move on <laughs> to uh, I was going to say maybe we covered that New Orleans at Washington here's an ugly game for you oh, yeah, I have touch. Washington on my short list Really? They're close to making really? it. Yeah, I think Washington's going to win that game. This game is a pick right now. The over-under is a high 50 points. I do have a lean to Washington. They weren't on my short list, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a slight lean to Washington. I just I have no trust in either of these teams. And uh, That's the thing. It's just that they're in Wa- The only reason why I lean to Washington is they're in Washington. And no one really gets up to play in Washington. New Orleans has to play on grass. They're not that great. Generally, in your game. Well, you gotta play on grass, isn't that a banned substance? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too is I'm also looking strongly on the under in this game with New Orleans and Washington. So under, well, it's a high high total. Yeah, so so just um, yeah. just heads up there. That's that was almost on the short list. But New Orleans well. can't stop anybody. So yeah, I know. I know. Taking it under in their games is risky, but again, it's it just, is, it is. but that's why it's just a lead and not a play, I guess. Yeah. Uh, next we got Miami at Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles are getting six points or six point favorites at home. Over under, uh, over under is forty nine points. Uh, initially, I had this is a pass for me, but initially I had to lean on Miami. I just thought it was a little too many points, but right now it's a pass for me. I have nothing, want nothing to do with this. Yeah, I have a slight lean to Philly to cover that. So, but. Um you know, taking points. Philly at six points is a tough proposition right now for them to cover. So basically, you guys are going to cover by a touchdown. 
Uh, I know it's Miami. I know they're on the road, but still. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, if this wasn't Miami's third straight road game, I would be on Miami. Yeah, just yeah you're right, but you have to spot. take that into a factor that it but at, is. But at the same time. And that's why I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia wins by a touchdown. But at the same time, I don't feel Philly should be more than, well, open at six and a half. I don't think they should be more than a six-point favorite against anybody. No, no, so. I don't. But still, that doesn't mean they, they can't cover that. Oh, of that's course, that's why I'm not touching it. Either, I don't either like way, uh, can I, exactly, can you trust my heavy? Yeah, just, you know. Yeah. I Anyways. did like the uh, over originally, but I'm not well, sure Philly, about that. Philly played last week. They're not coming off a bye, no? No, no, they played. They beat, remember we talked about Oh, the sorry, the third the night game. Sunday that's right. Dallas, the night game. Which is a big game for them as well. So, so you don't think they're going to let down. Or uh, not quite a good showing out of Philly in this one. So. Uh, let's move on to Minnesota at Oakland. Oakland is a three-point favorite. The over/under is forty-four points. Uh, I got a slight lean to Oakland at three points. As long as it stays three or under, I got a slight lean to Oakland. Me too. Just because it's uh, you know out of or it's a road non-conference game for Minnesota. So how amped up can they be for this game? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've been playing well recently, but I can see a letdown spot for them. But on the flip side, again, not a money play because it is Oakland. And yeah. Oakland, Enough they said. they are six and twenty-two against yeah. the spread as a favorite, yeah. and five and twenty-two against the spread as a small favorite. So, but I lean towards Oakland as well. So. Yeah, but just a lean. Yeah. Um, next, we've got uh, Kansas City at Denver. Denver is a four and a half point favorite at home, and it the total is forty one and a half points. I got to lean to Denver here, but I, I can't tell you any real good reasons why. Just other than you know they KC is coming off a bye. For well, this is the only that I, that that pointed out to me is that KC is coming off a bye, but two years ago they were coming off a bye as well, and they were playing Denver in Denver two years ago off of a bye. And in that game, Denver crushed on 27-17. Now, again, that was two years ago. But again, it's, it's replicating the... It's, it's weird how the exact same situation off of a bye going into Mile High Stadium as well. And well is, how is their records? How is their wins? It was the same week. Are they going into it in week 10? Uh, or did they go into it in week That five? I cannot confirm for you. You know, there's a bunch of... You're right. That makes a difference, but... Other than them two playing, there's not much. Well, I would have looked into that more if this was going to be a best bet of mine. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but well, anyway, I, I so really is on Denver. I, I lean is on Denver. On KC in this one. Okay. I think KC can might might even outright win just because of the injuries to Denver. And uh, yeah, uh, Talib's out, right? Yeah, injuries to Denver. Talib is out, Suspension, and I think the Marcus yeah. Ware is out. But That's the problem huge. with actually putting your money on KC is. Can you trust them to score? They've been playing pretty good of late, but again, even without DeMarcus Ware for Denver and Akeem Talib, they still have a top-notch defense, and so KC, their offense has to go against a top-notch defense. So, I don't have much faith in Alex Smith, and in a game, in a game like this, I, could, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver wins by 10 again. Strictly on their defense, but... Okay, well, let's move but on. But I just want to point out also that the Denver and I told you this I think last 
week. Yeah. Without Demarcus Ware, they are not the same defense. I at agree. All. I agree. And if I if I am gonna put money on that come game time, I will definitely be looking into whether he's playing or not because I think that's a huge uh, huge injury definitely. to look into. Uh, moving on though, we got a huge game, probably the game of the week, or if not uh, one of them, New England Patriots defending their undefeated streak going into New York Giants who have who have who who have beat them every last two times when they had their streak going, their undefeated streak going. They snapped both of their previous two undefeated streaks. And now they have another chance at a third time. Uh, but my lean has got to be on New England here. Uh, just because I don't think this is the same. This Giants team is, is a lot of injuries right now on this team. They are not the same team, even offensively right now. Um, and New England, I think they have that fresh in their mind too. You're, uh, but again, if, if anybody's going to beat them, it is going to be Coughlin because for some reason, because there has been a team, went, uh, one of those one of those streaks that they broke where the Giants were a pretty pitiful team mm-hmm. overall, and they still ended up beating mm-hmm. them. So mm-hmm. now that I'm talking about it out loud, I don't know if I like the New England so much. That's going to be a pass. That's probably going to be a pass for me, but it's definitely a game that I'm going to want to watch. I'm leaning on the Giants there, but again, it's tough to make a bet against New England. Yeah. But let's move on. Uh, next game is probably, if that's not the game of the of the week, then this one is, and that's the Arizona Cardinals going into mm-hmm. Seattle. Seattle's getting three points. The over-under is 44 and a half points. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to lean to Seattle. Slightly. Just uh, got to give the home team the three points there. and it's, That's that's where my lean goes. I got to give the three points to the home team. They probably win by three. It's probably going to be a hard five game. Yeah. I, right now, I have a lean on Arizona. They're going to give me three points on the road with them. And right, right. they... And I just think, uh, I, I think, you know, if I'm looking at these teams right now and throwing away stuff in the past, I like Arizona. I think you're getting value with three points on Arizona now. Uh, but I can't pull the trigger because see, there's an X factor with Seattle at home still. Right, right. That, and, you know. Speaking of at home, they're going to be at home for their next three games, whereas mm-hmm. Arizona, Arizona's going to be playing three of the next four on the road. Mm-hmm. And three of the next four on the road are going to be against their, their own division. Mm-hmm. Now, so, now is the tough part for Arizona that comes up. Right. And they're well, both off of buys, but Seattle is 13 and 5 to the over mm-hmm. off of buys. Whereas Arizona is one in four against the spread in the last five coming off of the bottom. But again, different coaching too. Yeah. Not, not, not to be right all yeah, of it, exactly. but just some chance to play away. The thing that's yeah. like again, the thing that pops out to me is that Seattle's gonna be at home for the next three games, so they're gonna be well rested, they're not gonna be having the jet lag. Whereas Arizona's gotta look forward to Three of the next four on the road versus their the own yeah, division. The, yeah, but the problem with this first game is this is the first game that first, everyone yeah. is playing. Yeah, out, out off out off their bye. Yes. Maybe if this is the third game of their schedule, 
the different All right. right, right. Well, because it's the Sorry. first game of their road schedule. Let me reiterate. I pointed that out, not more so for to look forward. Sorry, something to look forward to, or to keep in mind when you uh, when, when handicapping Arizona. Arizona. Arizona, yes. When handicapping Arizona. But this Arizona. first game, you can't you. It's, it's tough to use those strikes because they're both coming off a bye, so they're both as healthy as they can get right now. Right, but okay, yeah. but then here's the trend you can use. Seattle's 3-1 straight, straight up and against the spread in the head-to-head series between the two. Oh, yeah, definitely, the last two years. So, so yeah. Uh, so, I think that wraps up all the games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wraps right. up all the games for the week. Let's uh, just do a recap of some of our games that we chose, and then... Uh, Again, our best bets, yeah. my best bets, are uh, number one, Pittsburgh Steelers at minus 5.5 points. Number two would be Baltimore Ravens. Uh, minus four and a half points. And then my last pick is the Houston and Cincinnati game on the Monday night to go over 47 and a half points. And my picks, my three picks I chose were first one, uh, Tennessee at home to beat Carolina. I have a spread there of plus, uh, plus spread four. Of plus four. Um, the second game I have is I'm taking the St. Louis Rams to beat Chicago at home. St. Louis is at home with a minus six and a half point spread yeah, there. Like and lastly, I'm taking Houston on the road as 10.5 uh, plus 10.5 points uh, underdogs in that game. Yeah, 10.5 point underdogs. Uh, Houston, game, so. Texans. And uh, I like Houston in there. Okay, well, thank you, everybody who has downloaded and, uh, and, and listened to this podcast. We appreciate it. And if you do want to get it to download and uh, find other places to download or spread the word about this wonderful, wonderful podcast, <laughs> you can reach us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes or in Spreaker, uh, also SoundCloud, and Stitcher we're available on. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can reach us at Betting Bros Pod at Betting Bros Pod, uh, one word, no underscores. Or you can email us with any questions or talk football at Betting Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks again. Like I said, I, I will I appreciate all the listenership and all the downloads that we get. Uh, so until next week, we hope everybody has a winning weekend. We know we're going to have a winning weekend with these ugly dogs. It's going to be ugly, but it's going to be nice. And we hope all you guys jump on board. Or if not, follow Fade. Do whatever you want. We hope you win money as well this week. So uh, thank you. And anything else to wrap up this podcast, James? No. I'm fine. All right. Well, Good see luck. you in week 11.